I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Howdy and welcome to episode 97 of Wikishuffle. My name's Jack and I am joined by Chris. Hello. And Phil. Hello. And we're just going to launch straight into our 100th episode game. Phil, tell us all about it. And we know how much you all love the quiz from all the feedback that we've had about everybody telling us how much they love the quiz. People are really loving the quiz. They're loving it. I've had it on the streets. If we tell them, yeah. If we tell them that they love it, I think there are a lot of things that are only popular because people are telling them that it's popular. So if we just tell everybody repeatedly how good this quiz is, they'll grow to love it. Yeah. (laughs) Gave that a lot of thought. The quiz works by. We're taking it in turns, in the run-up to our 100th episode, which is just around the corner, we're taking it in turns to choose an article on Wikipedia, and then, one by one, we are reading out all of the linked articles from within that article, and then it is the job of the other two presenters to guess what article is being linked from. That didn't seem very succinct. Yeah, they get it. I actually didn't listen to any of the words you just said, (laughs) so I'm just going to play it's fine. But you've played three times before, so you yeah. should get it by now. But you haven't won yet. I've got two articles in the 100th episode, and Phil's got one. So you've got two more chances to win an article. This is but important. winning does seem like it's going to be more work for me. There is that. Think of it this way. If you win today, and you beat Phil, yeah. you get to choose an article that I will hate. I don't That's good. Yeah. You can choose like a... I'll choose like the article for fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. Round one, best of three. Richard Hammond. Top Gear. No, it's not, not going to be that easy. I've done this on paper today, so you might hear me scribbling things out as I read them out. Got Milk. Boeing 747. J.K. Rowling. Solid Snake. Solid Snake? Yes, Solid Snake. There's an article on Wikipedia entitled Solid Snake. It's a character from a popular video game. 2014 FIFA World Cup. Gender differences. Heart. Strictly come dancing. No. Winnie the Pooh. Honey. No. Iris. McDonald's. Nintendo 64. Drawn together. Maggie Simpson. Saxophone. Nope. (laughs) Cute capitalism. Japanese pop culture. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Hello Kitty. Nope. Ricky Martin. What on earth? Primary colour. Green, red, blue, yellow... It's not a primary <laughs> colour. Okay, green is the thing that you're trying. The thing that you're trying to guess is primarily a primary colour. I'll give you that. Pac-Man. No. It's a good guess though. Thanks. Yeah. Game Freak. Pikachu. 
Pikachu is correct. Oh! Chris is one up. The other, I only had one more thing to read out, and that was electric type. Phil, if you don't win this one, you're letting Chris choose an article. It is on your head. Okay, okay. Manga. Porn. <laughs> no, that's hentai. Okay. Dingbats. Haters. <laughs> Zodiac. Face mask. Japanese curry. What? Pixel. Hacking. Mahjong. Ramen. Phallus. Phallus. Sony Pictures Animation. Unicode standard. Emoji. Emoji, it's 1-1. One, one. <laughs> well, it comes down to this. So it got technical, it got about standards and I was on board then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't have much else to read there, just word of the year. Which emoji was? Right, this to win. Frank Black. Pixies. No, that would be really no, easy. Would, wouldn't it? Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. The Pixies. Carol Vorderman. No, not, <laughs> not Pixies or Carol Vorderman. E4. Keith... June Sarpong. Nope. Yes. Keith Harris and Orville. Steven Spielberg. Puppets. Nope. Radiohead. Louis Theroux. Tokyo. Jimmy Savile. No. Ant-Man. Glastonbury. Klingon. Noel Fielding. XFM. Ricky Gervais. Stephen. Adam and Joe. Adam and Joe. He's gone and won it. He's gone and won it. I've won a thing. I just picked that because I like Adam and Joe. Well, okay, so that's one to you, one I've to Phil. My first one. And two to me. Oh. The 100th episode is taking shape. How exciting. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking stuff. Isn't it? And great podcasting. Yep. And proper award-winning podcasting, I think. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no need to shout. Daydream. Daydreaming is a short-term detachment from one's immediate surroundings, during which a person's contact with reality is blurred and partially substituted by a visionary fantasy, especially one of happy, pleasant thoughts, hopes or ambitions, imagined as coming to pass and experienced while awake. I do that. But they're not always happy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have happy You're, daydreams. Like, day... 
nightmares. That's not really daydreaming, that's just worry. Yeah. And I envisioned all the bad things that are going to happen. What are you envisaging right now? Just that it's going to rain. Right. It's probably raining a bit and that'll make it difficult to drive. As nightmares go. It could be worse. Mm. But like if I was in work and um, I wasn't having a very good day, I would just think about, oh, but what if that man doesn't get that email I sent and then he rings me up and he's really angry about it. Why do you worry about work? I do. I don't, well, I worry about the consequences of work. You worry about the consequences <laughs> of getting your work wrong and not doing yeah. your work. Yeah, right. I don't care That's about that. It's not the same, is it? No. What did you daydream about? Um... I can, I, I can imagine. I can imagine you daydream about being on a big boat and like Captain Haddock and he's on the end of the boat and he's looking out to yeah, sea. Yeah, not like a party boat. No, no, not a party or boat. Or like a luxurious yacht. Boat. Yeah, a working boat, yeah. <laughs> and Phil's in charge. Uh, no, I don't... You've got to catch some crabs or something. <laughs> No, there's more accountancy, really. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just daydream about balancing books and, you know, a really good spreadsheet. I'll quite often daydream about how I might put together a really good spreadsheet for right. something that... I'm going to put this on the line now, actually, about your spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. In work, I have to deal with a lot of spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. And you and another member of our workforce are so proud of our spreadsheets. The spreadsheets in our work are horrible. Uh-huh. They're terrible, horrible things. They're full of colours. I don't really understand the formatting. They're so bad, and I know this is a reflection of me, that I have to have my own copy, so I don't ruin whatever system's going on there, this delicate machine. How can you be proud of your spreadsheets? How can you love them so much? What, you, you're talking about my spreadsheets? It's about when all you spreadsheets. Them. No, no, all the other spreadsheets, but my spreadsheets are wonderful, glorious things. <laughs> With very sensible colour coding systems that are very clearly identified on there for anybody to see and interpret fully. I don't we enjoy we I are enjoy we are the closest we have ever come to having a falling out, Christopher <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> Honestly, this is this is bordering on disciplinary issue. <laughs> you can't discipline me on Saturday. What's wrong with Phil's ones in particular? Phil's one, no, Phil's ones are fine. They've got tabs and everything. It's good. Fine. <laughs> They're works of art. They're not works of art. Oh my lord. Chris, just, just leave it. Should I just, just leave, leave this no, one? Just leave it. Seriously, seriously, just leave it. Okay. Like the. Honestly. My pivot table work is a craft. Oh, see what you've done. I didn't even know what a pivot table does. Well, exactly, exactly. You are not qualified to comment. You should keep your idiot thoughts to yourself. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to have trouble on Monday, aren't I? I don't think you'll have a job to do Monday. <laughs> well, not. You, you will, you've just had access to all of those spreadsheets revoked. Let's see how you get on then without them. Fine. I don't want them. No, no, you won't because you won't know what to do. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't know that I've got angry on the podcast before. Um, no, you, think that my, <laughs> you think that my spreadsheets are too colourful? I limit myself to three colours. You will never see more than three colours on any spreadsheet that it's I ever do. That's a lot of colours on no, no, it's the appropriate amount because three, you can remember what those colours mean any more than that and you mm. cannot remember. I don't know. I mean, they're fine. I don't, I'm not, I hate, I don't hate them. It's just... It's just what? What would you do better? Go on, go on. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm sorry. The spreadsheets are fine. Better, I'm just talking about other people's spreadsheets. You better be. Yeah. You better mean that. Your spreadsheets are the best ones. You better mean that. I do mean that. Does he mean that? No. 
That I is like, dream about a world where everybody loves my spreadsheets. That's what I well, daydream about, and everyone appreciates them, and everyone maintains them appropriately formatted, and doesn't fuck up the borders every time they insert new lines because they don't care about those kind of things. I have like, my own. I have my own spreadsheets. I copy the ones you do. Uh huh. And, and they're a fucking mess. You insert lines here, there, and everywhere. The formatting changes from row to row like some kind of primitive. <laughs> The, like I know you you're trying to be funny here, although you're trying to be lighthearted and pretend that you're angry, but actually <laughs> seething. you are actually I am fucking seething. <laughs> I use the spreadsheets. Yours are the easiest to manage of a bad bunch. Is that okay? Oh, <laughs> is that okay? No, no, that's not okay. I, you're making me think that you've never seen a good spreadsheet. That's all. I think you've just never you don't understand them. They're a bit too. <laughs> Too complicated for you. You don't really understand. <laughs> really? All right, let's not let's not say something we're going to regret. <laughs> All right, let's just calm down and get back on track. Okay, we're talking okay. about daydreaming. Can you two stop derailing this podcast, please? <laughs> that I try so hard to keep on track. <laughs> I don't know if I can carry on. Your spreadsheets right. are fine. I'm okay. sorry I've given you a problem with them. Shake hands. I made you, th- I made you think that your spreadsheets are bad. They're not bad. They're very good. Okay. It's all right. The good spreadsheets. Okay, good. Thank you. Of a bad bunch. Shut oh, up. he gave me a look then, as if to say his spreadsheets are rubbish. Wow, well, <laughs> you're you get a that terrible a person. You're a terrible person. You probably did do that, but you're not supposed to immediately rat him out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I didn't. I gave you a look. I thought that was a tense situation. It wasn't a look of like his spreadsheets. I read really are in that your bad. eyes. I read like they are the best well, of a bad my bunch, eyes. but it is stop a bad reading bunch. my eyes. What am I saying now? They're saying that you're getting angry with me. It seemed like such a happy article when it came up. Daydreaming, what's more pleasant than just imagining wandering through a field full of daisies in the sunshine, looking, lying on your back, making shapes out of the clouds? That's, that's how I picture daydreaming should be. Yeah. I'm still tense. I'm still tense. I'm sorry. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a minute. Should we come back another day? <laughs> Have you ever completely lost it, Phil? I do, all the time. Yeah, we know. That's why I didn't ask you. We know. Mm. You've done um, it on this podcast quite a few times. I don't think Kaz. I think if Phil 100% lost it, it would be, like That'd be falling it. down, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm off. saving myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, falling down's a great film. I haven't watched that for ages. Yeah. There are many types of daydreams, and there is no consistent definition amongst psychologists. However, the characteristic that is common to all forms of daydreaming meets the criteria for mild dissociation. There's a nice picture on this article as well. A man... I imagine his friends were Phil. Yeah? Well, because he's because he's Edwardian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he's looking, he looks like he's playing chess or something. And he's just I don't think he's playing chess, I think that's just some goblets on his table. He's thinking about his goblets. He's smoking he's, a fag. Well, he's not yeah. thinking about his goblets. Well, he's, he's thinking, thinking about, about some goblets. Yeah. <laughs> goblets. <laughs> and he's staring into the distance and there's a ghostly figure behind him. Of a sexy lady maid. Yeah. Sexy lady maid. I mean, so daydreaming. he's daydreaming about this sexy lady maid. Well, he's and... daydreaming about this sexy lady maid looking in at his neck. Well, I'd say that what he's really doing is daydream about a lady trying to check out his junk. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, I tell you what, I wish there was a young handmaiden here handling my maiden. Um, what? <laughs> Negative aspects of daydreaming were stressed after human work became dictated by the motion of the tool. Mm. What? Well, if you're if you're doing a if you're using a jigsaw. Oh, then you probably shouldn't daydream. You while d- shouldn't it. daydream. Yeah. Yeah. As oh. <laughs> not. A... 
<laughs> you thought doing a jigsaw. I would say when you're doing a jigsaw, yeah, that's, that's a very good time yeah. for daydreaming. Using a jigsaw. Yeah, I know, I know. So I don't, I know. I know what I did. I'll make you a spreadsheet. As <laughs> <laughs> have I shown you my film pr- uh, spreadsheet? Oh, I think God. I have. Oh, you have, uh, yes. You're, you two are just as bad as each other. Yours are fine. Yours are fine. Uh, no, spreadsheets. No, mine's amazing, though. It's, it's pointless, though. No, it's not. Because I put in, like, I've just, I just saw a Woody Allen film the other night. Yeah. Cafe Society, very good. Doubt it. It was very good. And I put in, I give it 7 out of 10. So I put that in. And then it updates my Woody Allen director ranking. And it gives me an average of all the 40 Woody Allen films that I've seen. Why does everything have to be like numbered like that? Because I like it. Because it adds order to the universe. And this is a genuine... Yeah. I think this is the, the difference between me and you two. Why do you need to put things in these boxes as much as you do? Right, because you watch a film and it just... That's just that's it. It's film, just yeah. gone. Yeah. I like to have a record of it so I can Why? think... So if there's ever a point where I think, oh, have I seen that? I can look back and I have. And I'm like, oh, I gave it 7 out of 10. Well, I might rewatch that. Or... Can't you just know that? Or, well, no, because like, I could say, I want to watch every Woody Allen film. I've watched 40 and there's maybe 10 left. And yeah. I want to keep track. It makes sense. Also, it's nice to put the date in of when you saw it. Mm. And it's nice to, if you've seen it in the <laughs> cinema, it's nice to make a, a note of which cinema you saw it in and that kind of thing. Because, yeah. you know, it's nice. Uh, we're describing the thing that separates us from the apes. That's what you don't seem to grasp. No, it's Yeah, you're not. just like, I've seen a thing, it was good. I've forgotten about thing now. No, I haven't forgotten about it. I remember, I remember all the films I've seen. And yeah, I just think, no. oh, that was a good film. I don't have to log it. For, no, no, for you, should, the you should log it. You should log it. Who's going to look at it ever again? You. Other than you. No, I'm not going to look at it. Oh, I remember back then. I watched that film when I gave it a 7 out of 10. Oh, there you go. Why would that be good? Would it not be good for you to think, right, you could compare... Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese films and see which one you rank higher. I can just do that on in average. Go on then. All right, I probably... See? Probably. Uh, uh, probably. Uh, uh, yeah, but... Probably. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter about the data. You it's, can't it's prove a, shit. It's a, think, it's a thinking hat. It's a think in my head. I don't, <laughs> I don't have to do... Like, cool thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's cool thoughts. <laughs> I don't have to have it in a spreadsheet. I think I'm in the right with this and I think you two are freaks. I think we're probably not... It's probably not common to have a film spreadsheet. No, it's not. No, If everybody has a film spreadsheet, I'll be behind it and I think, okay, there's something wrong. But I don't think everybody does. Would you not want to see... Right, would you not want to see how many films you've ever seen? No. Know the number? Why would I need to know the would number? Would you not want to know the average runtime of every film you've seen? No. Because <laughs> I do, and it's 109 minutes. That's the average that I've seen. Why does that matter to you, though? It, it doesn't matter. It just, it it's just does. nice to know. It's... I think it feeds into the part of the brain that's different sized for different people, which is about collecting. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> this is a dig. He's still no, no, it's not. It's no, not. It, it, the people are different. And some people, there's that urge to collect and to gather and to gamify, to use the parlance yeah. of our time. Ah. Um, and I definitely have loads of that. I want everything to be ranked and ordered and, and as much data as humanly possible, yep. all beautifully stored that I can access in a minute's notice. That makes me happy and makes me feel comfortable. I think it probably describes a little bit our, our place on the spectrum. Sure. I don't necessarily have a problem I, with that. Maybe that's... Because when we talk about games and stuff, on PlayStation, I've played tons of games. Mm-hmm. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. But I do not care about completing them 100%. I don't collect everything. I get them to a point where it's finished and I'm done with it and it's discarded. You, on the other hand, Jack... I've, well, I've, I've played maybe 5%. I, I play PS4 about 5% of the time that you do, I think. Probably. It, like, or have done in the past yeah. few years and... 
I don't use I've not touched it in months actually now yeah. and yet I have four platinum trophies or I've five got, and you have none yeah exactly yeah that kind of shows the difference between us exactly. and, that, and that doesn't mean anything to me I don't care about collecting things that are meaningless well it's all meaning. It's all meaningless. Like all games are meaningless, aren't they? Yeah, it's, yeah. I get that. You complete the main story. You complete the side quests. And then that was part fun. of the same that was, game. That was a fun chunk of time, and it's done. Yeah, but if Throw you're enjoying away. that universe, you Throw might as well keep going. It's good. I just really love data. I love statistics. That's why I love fantasy football. It's why I love Eurovision. I think mm. I can pour over the statistics of Eurovision. I'm for very a long impre- time. I'm very impressed, Chris, that what you haven't done in this scenario is outed my new hobby. Oh, I'm I'm very impressed that you've decided well, to you do it. Well, you clearly, you clearly, <laughs> clearly want to bring up your new hobby. What's your new hobby, Phil? I don't know. I don't know if I do or not, and I genuinely don't know whether I want this to stay in. Come, oh, you have to tell I me at purposefully least. Purposefully, come on. Didn't mention this. I know. Oh, is it magical? He's a wizard. Oh, that's not a new hobby, is it? Well, he's he's taking it pretty extreme. Oh, go on. You, look, Phil, you've got to be comfortable with who you are. And who you are <laughs> is a total gimp. And that's fine. <laughs> so just let there's everyone no, know. Let no the world know. It. Sing it from the rooftops. I I have embarked upon a career a co- in... A career? A, a career in Magic the Gathering. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hang oh, on. No, the more I say it out loud, a the career. less I want to... Well, obviously I'm going to become the world champion. Otherwise, why would I be doing it? Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. He is going to be the Magic Gathering. Magic the Gathering. I don't know. What it's is a Magic the young... Gathering? It's a card game. It's a card game. With, it's, like, it's... trolls and goblins and stuff and yeah. fairies and... He's got, like, like a walks. box. He's got a box at his desk and a folder. Oh, I my... just I can't... Go on, go on. Tell us all about it. I won't judge because I've, I've, I'm level 30 on Pokemon Go. I can't judge. It's a game. Everyone enjoys game. games. Everyone enjoy, I enjoy, you enjoy games. games. Phil enjoys but games. Yeah. I enjoy games. We all enjoy different types of games. Yeah. I just like I just like to play games on my own in my pants. But well, <laughs> in a in a darkened room. Uh huh. That's fine. So the the aim is to collect all the cards. And no, no, that's not the aim at all. The aim is to play the cards. Okay. But collecting them is just such an unavoidable part because they're beautiful. The, the artwork is. Genuinely beautiful. This cannot be what we do. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't, we can't talk about this anymore because we'll just fall into the ether of all the other podcasts. We can't. We can't do this. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think Chris is right. He is the voice of cool. I don't understand how we say that. Here. No, and my lunch times are spent in car parks eating crisps, so mine aren't cool. <laughs> do you, I used to do that. Yeah. Well, not the crisps bit necessarily. Just but sitting in car parks. I'd rather. I used Plural. to rather. Yeah, different ones. We'd have a break room where you'd have lunch and the idea of sitting there and talking about diets and magic work and Magic the Gathering <laughs> made me feel so ill that I'd go and eat my lunch in the car. It's that thing with works. Anyway, if you're sitting at your desk and it's your lunch and your phone rings, you don't want to be like a, a work dick and go, I'm on my lunch. And people are trying to ring you. So you, if you do answer the phone, someone will say, someone's for you. And you'll say, I'm on my lunch. And they'll go, oh yeah, okay, but... And then you end up doing it, and then you're just not... Uh, you're not no, you wouldn't say, I'm on my lunch, because you're British. You would just ignore it. Okay. Uh, or if someone came over to you and you're eat, you've got a sandwich in your gob, they'd say, yeah, oh, you, oh, are you on your lunch? But really they mean, I know you're on your lunch, but do this piece of work, you shit. Yeah. So do, how often does his phone ring, Phil? <laughs> Honestly? Not as often as that no, statement no, made No, I didn't think out. so. I thought no, that might be the case. Yeah, I give it away. But... <laughs> That is a potential thing that could happen, so I'd rather have my crisps in the car. 
Oh, we're a sorry bunch, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like we try and pretend we're above it, all the the geek podcasts. But come on, guys, yeah, we are. We are. We're there. We're there, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. We are crisps in the car. We play Magic the Gathering. We hunt Pokemon. We're not cool. We never pretended to be cool. <laughs> you didn't. <We> just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did. Well, I'm um, pleased. Let us know how your new career is going. Can you make money from it? Yeah. The World Series has got a prize pool of £250,000. So, Whoa. yes, there are, there are professional Magic the Gathering players that do very nicely for themselves. But I'm a bit old. I'm a bit old for getting into it. It's a young man's game. Really? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. You I think it's a them. young man's game. In the same way as professional gaming, the professional gamers, they're all like 17 because you just need that With mental acuity. And, capacity. And not only that, you need to have the willingness to dedicate... 18 hours a day to just doing it. Yeah, because you definitely don't dedicate 18 hours a day to editing podcasts. Oh, yeah. It's just wasting your life in a different way. And whatever you put your mind to, Phil, you are very good at. So I believe in you. I think you can win the World Championship of Magic the Gathering. And I believe that that is embarrassing. But also (laughs) would be pretty cool because it's quite a lot of money. Well, we'll see. I'll I'll keep you posted with as little actual detail as possible. Because there are other podcasts for that. If anyone was listening to this podcast waiting for Magic the Gathering talk, they've had to wait 96 there episodes. Be... So that's probably not what yeah. they're here for. Although there will be someone that's listening to this and thinking, yes, yes, finally. <laughs> Kindred spirit. Yeah, I bet there is. And they've been too ashamed to come out to their family. So I'm kind of serving a function. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping relieve the stigma associated. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's get back to the article. Okay. Because okay. I don't want to cause another falling out. We're over there now. We're over there. It's never a falling out. How could I? How could I stay mm. mad at him? Exactly. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's like getting angry at a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty harsh, Phil. <laughs> yeah, you deserved it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Negative aspects of daydreaming were stressed after human work became dictated by the motion of the tool, as craft production was largely replaced by assembly line that did not allow for any creativity. No place was left for positive aspects of daydreaming. It not only became associated with laziness, but also with danger. I mean, I don't fundamentally disagree with that statement, but it's not very Wikipedia, is it? It's no. more opinion than well, substantiated. No, no, I do, I do think that it has been. It is associated with laziness and, and danger. Yeah, that's not That's not cited. Cited. That's not quite any citations, but um, still, it does depend on the job, doesn't it? Like, um, yeah, but it, if you're flying a plane, I don't want you to be daydreaming. Yeah, true. But if you're doing something creative, then I think daydreaming is quite a big yeah, part of it. Can be but a good uh, the problem I have with that implication is what it's saying is that in the days of craft imp- of craft production, everybody was daydreaming and in a happy place and then production line came along and everything got shit overnight and nobody had room for creative thought anymore well that's just i don't think that's what it's saying at all phil i just think it's saying if you're operating heavy machinery probably best keep your eye on the job well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna advocate against that obviously i don't operate any heavy machinery i have an office job and i can just think about winning lottery and boobs and stuff all day yeah that's nice winning a lottery and boobs (laughs) Winning the lottery in boobs. <laughs> How do you want it? Check or cash? Like, just boobs, please. <laughs> they might as well do that if I win. <laughs> Send me a bag of boobs. No, that's weird, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what you'd like. For example, in the late 19th century, Tony Nelson argued that some daydreams with grandiose fantasies are self-gratifying attempts at wish fulfilment. 
Still in the 1950s, some educational psychologists warned parents not to let their children daydream for fear that the children may be sucked into neurosis and even psychosis. Don't think that's right. No, it's, I don't think it is. I think mm. that's that's wrong, in fact. Yeah. It's good. We've found some common ground again. Good. Back that's on a level. Oh, I tell you a type of daydreaming that I quite often get sucked into, and that is on the journey home from um, the cinema, I'll often write a sequel in my head. Ooh. Do other you know, I get do that. that? And I, I've never done that before, but I get why you would do that. That's the sort of daydreaming I would do. Freudian psychology interpreted daydreaming as expression of the repressed instincts similarly to those revealing themselves in nighttime dreams. He pointed out that, in contrast to nighttime dreams, which are often confusing and incoherent, there seems to be a process of secondary revision in fantasies that make them more lucid. The state of daydreaming is a kind of liminal state between waking, with the ability to think rationally and logically, and sleeping. I don't get it often, but I can daydream to the point where I, it does feel like a dream, and, and when you snap out of it, life feels very real and boring and quite mm. sad. So you get anxiety daydreams. I'm a natural worrier. I do this thing where if I'm completely fine, I'll worry about why that I'm so fine, and I'll find something specific to target on and worry about. It's never even happened. Yeah, you see, what I do is I channel all that worry into making sure that my spreadsheets are consistently formatted. Are you saying that my, my cure for this is just making spreadsheets? Mm. You can kind of tell with you if there's... Something up. If something's up. Yeah. Or, or no, but you can always tell that there's something up with you, but I always know the reason why something's up. You, That's you add, you actually, and now yeah. you have actually generated the new worry bubble in my head. But there's I know, no reason to I, worry bubble. I know there's bubble. no worry bubbles. <laughs> no, there's not, but you made one happen. So now that little worry bubble... Is that like an aneurysm? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, we have to talk about the worry bubbles, don't we? We the have to get bubble, into this. The worry bubble's gone in, and yeah. now that's lodged there now, and now you can say, oh, there's nothing to worry about, it's fine, we weren't talking about anything. But in We're about, talking about the situation. It, yeah, doesn't matter. I, I know, I know that now, but in about two, three hours' time, <laughs> I'll go back to that bubble, and I'll just fiddle with it. <laughs> Until it pops. Until it, no, it'll just grow. I'm sorry. And I don't know why. I don't know why I do it. Yeah, I get I get that though. It's like you you're a bit paranoid. I think maybe you do. It's easy to convince yourself that everyone despises you. Yeah, and you know all of that. I don't want to get onto this again. But it is. That's, do you get that, yeah. Phil? Mm. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Do, is that a normal? Do you think that's a, a thing that everyone has? I think every, I think most rational people have that seed of, of of doubt and dread and fear. Yeah, niggling away. I feel like I need to reassure you more that I love you. Hmm. And uh, all of all of my <laughs> if everybody could do that, <laughs> and all of my angriness earlier, I was genuinely joking, and I don't want to cause any worry bubbles in no, you. No, it's just in it's your, fine. In your brain, and I feel similar emotions. In the late 1960s, cognitive psychologists Jerome L. Singer of Yale University and John S. Antrobus of the City College of New York created a daydream questionnaire. The questionnaire, called the Imaginal Process Inventory has been used to investigate daydreams. Psychologists Leonard Giambra and George Huber used the IPI and found that daydreamers' imaginary images vary in three ways. How vivid or enjoyable the daydreams are, how many guilt or fear-filled daydreams they have, or how deeply into the daydream people go. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that differs from the description earlier, which suggested that it was all positive and goes more into, into your worry bubble area. So it seems you're not alone, which I, I know you're not. People do have guilt or fear-filled daydreams. I don't know that I get very many guilty inspired daydreams but then i didn't have a catholic upbringing so uh i i don't know do you guilt 
I don't think yeah. I feel guilt about stuff. Oh, do I? No, I don't. Oh, no, actually, I do. I do Actually, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, actually, most... If, if I'm having a negative daydream, it will be like, feel bad that I said this. I feel like I should have said that. I feel like I shouldn't have done that. Just, oh, you're a prick for saying these things. Yeah. I tell you what... I shouldn't have murdered that child, <laughs> that kind of thing. The thing is that I do feel like I'm, 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 I'm guilty about something. I won't daydream about the actual incident. I'll daydream about how I could have fixed it. Yeah. I do that all the time. And that doesn't help because say something that might have happened five or ten years ago, I'll think about that I didn't like and then I'll think, I can. what would I have done differently to fix that? Completely pointless venture. Uh-huh. I could be doing just like normal work. I'm not. Yeah. I'm retelling my own timeline. Yeah. Do you do that in the same way with future conversations? If yeah. you have, if you have some big conversation coming up in the future, Planet. you'll you'll be like, yeah, you'll you'll kind of and it'll never go, the go way through it. it. No, no, because that's not how conversation no. works. You don't get to decide what the other person says. <laughs> I'll 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 imagine saying this big spiel to someone, and then they'll say, yes, Jack, I totally agree. But it never goes down that way. Yeah. It never does, especially if you're worrying about it the day before, or if yeah. it's particularly when I'm trying to get to sleep. I'll think, I've got to have this conversation tomorrow. I'll say this. Mm. They'll say that. I'll say this. Then we'll yeah. high five. Then we'll high five. We'll hug. Everything will be great. Party poppers will go off. Confetti. And then what actually happens is you walk in the room and they punch you straight in the nose. <laughs> 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 Hasn't quite got down that way yet, but it's going to at some point. Yeah. Humanistic psychology, on the other hand, found numerous examples of people in creative or artistic careers, such as composers, novelists and filmmakers, developing new ideas through daydreaming. Similarly, research scientists and mathematicians have developed new ideas by daydreaming about their subject areas. Citation Mm. needed for good reason, because what you're describing there is just thought. There's a a fine line between Mm. thinking and daydreaming here, and if you're writing creatively, then you have to daydream. Otherwise, especially if you're writing about outer space or anything that isn't directly in front of you and, and biographical, then you have to daydream. That's just a creative process, isn't it? So that's a meaningless statement. Eric Klinger's research in the 1980s showed that most daydreams are about ordinary, everyday events and help to remind us of mundane tasks. Klinger's research also showed that over 75% of workers in boring jobs, such as lifeguards and truck drivers... I've seen Baywatch, so I'm not sure I'm exactly. buying that. I was going to be a lifeguard. I was going to drown myself. <laughs> just to enliven the day of the lifeguard no um, <laughs> give them something to do no like on Baywatch so you get all the sexy ladies coming over to help you oh I see and I can be like spluttering up water and being well chuffed with myself and mm. Cam and Electric can come over and rescue yeah Klinger's research also showed that over 75% of workers in boring jobs such as lifeguards and truck drivers use vivid daydreams to ease the boredom of their routine tasks. Klinger found that fewer than 5% of the workers' daydreams involved explicitly sexual thoughts and that violent daydreams were also uncommon. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, I think everyone's had that daydream where you just imagine punching someone in the face or... No? Just me? You never, you never thought like if someone's really winding you up, you just suddenly have a little flash of sparking them out. No. Yeah, okay. I think most people. I, I, as a kid, I, I remember it, but I don't know that it's happened particularly recently. No, it hasn't happened recently to me. I've not been no. angry about it. I might have done it before, time, but but I spend all my time worrying, so I'd probably just worry about getting punched in the face. But the expe- uh, explicitly sexual thoughts one, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I spent. 
between the ages of 12 <laughs> to now. <laughs> at work, Phil, at work. Mm. He does it at work. Oh, well, you're playing Magic the Gathering with your mate over <laughs> in the corner. Chris has got a lob on. <laughs> a horrible image of two people playing Magic the Gathering and there's a guy looming over. Well, you, didn't have to, you didn't have to continue that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think we both haven't got lobs on while playing Magic the Gathering? Oh, I do. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I'm bringing out my 400 HP Goblinite. It doesn't get that high. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> Israeli high school students who scored high on the on the daydreaming scale of the IPI had more empathy than students who scored low. Some psychologists use the material use the mental imagery created during their clients' daydreaming to help gain insight into their mental state and make diagnoses. Other recent research has shown that daydreaming, much like nighttime dreaming, is a time when the brain consolidates learning. Daydreaming may also help people to sort through problems and achieve success. Research by Harvard psychologist Deirdre Barrett has found that people who experience vivid dreamlike mental images reserve the word for these, whereas many other people, when they talk about daydreaming, refer to milder imagery, realistic future planning, review of past memories, or just spacing out. Yeah, it's a really broad term, isn't it, that mm. includes all kinds of things that some aren't really an activity at all that you kind of couldn't do without you know thinking what you've got to buy from the shops is that a form of daydreaming mm, that's just a form of thinking unless you daydream about like riding into asda on a horse that's daydreaming <laughs> yeah that would be cool and, like with a sword and just chopping everyone's heads off is there a trolley for that <laughs> it's a, a really tall high trolley that you can push next to your horse maybe tie onto the onto the tack in some way So we've managed to fill a whole episode talking about daydreaming. We have. Well, we didn't really talk about daydreaming no, that much. No, we talk about a lot of things, but mainly Magic the Gathering. That's where my head is right now. So, that was episode 97. Am I right? You are. So we've got two more before episode 100, the big one. Um, so join us next week for 98, where we'll have another fun quiz. Fun quiz. Fun quiz. We'll do some more wiki shuffling, and we'll talk some more bollocks. All of those things. Thank you very much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at WikiShufflePod. Uh, send us a postcard to WikiShuffleHQ, 1B Headlands, Kettering NN157ER. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.